This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome into the latest edition of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Peralt. It is a Friday. Before the championship games, Dave is all decked out. I'm not. I can explain a little more as to why I'm not decked out and why I have to look like a professional today. Don't really want to look like a professional today, but I got to look like a professional today. So today on the YouTube stream, I'm actually all dolled up and looking like I'm supposed to be a professional in this industry. Good morning. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you? Uh, good morning, sir. I, I, I guess I should call you, sir. All cleaned up. Did you shave your beard? No, I, well, I trimmed it a little bit. I mean, nothing too crazy. I mean, high and tight, the hair's yeah. back. I mean, yeah. oh, you look good, yeah. man. I mean, you yeah. shocked me. I got on. I said, oh, you got to have a date or something. There got to be something going on. <laughs> I mean, a date with the wife. Like, come oh, on. Okay. No, I, I, I have, uh, we have a, a, our first ever company function as a, as a unit today for lunch. Mm. And then I had All a friend right, of mine. It's okay. It's no worries. Understood. And then I, I had a, uh, I had someone send me a note. There's an open casting call for Creed three. Let's go. And, and they said, do you want, would you ever want to be an extra in a boxing movie? And I said, yeah, I would love to be an extra in a boxing movie. <laughs> they said, well, they're doing this whole open casting call. There's hundreds of people going up for it. I've no Thousand. idea whether probably thousands. Yeah. Just an open casting call. So I have a zoom meeting with these people that would probably be like 30 seconds. Hi, look at you. Eh, next. <laughs> so, but I was like, all right, I'll just for the hell of it. Why not? Have you ever so been I, an extra in a movie? No, never. There's a the closest, closest thing I've been to is a movie like, called You Are an Extra. Death. Yeah, I know it well. Yeah, the hockey you, movie in Pittsburgh. So oh, we tried wow. out, I tried out for, to be one of the guys on the ice. Wow. Be one of the skaters. But instead, you know, that was like an inside job. All the boys that I knew, like, they got in and they got to wear the uniforms and shoot all the stuff. And they told us, you get 50 bucks in a meal. You can have, you can sit in the stands while we shoot. So did it one day. And I was like, yeah, this is overrated. I do it. Yeah. I want to skate. So, but it was fun. I mean, it's, you, you know, you can't imagine what goes into shooting a movie. Uh, oh, no, I know. My cousin's a filmmaker. So oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I shot a bunch of films with him in New York uh, he went to New York School of Film. Um, Were you a grip? So for him, I was yeah, basically. A grip? I, mean, I, I was no, I was a head of audio for him for one of his movies. What does a so, grip exactly do? I always see that in the credits. What is a grip? everything? I thought a grip moves stuff like you got to do lighting, you got to do anything really. Like a, a grip is just like a grunt, like you do everything you're asked to do. <laughs> if you're a grunt, grip. yeah. So I mean, it's. Who the hell knows? I mean, it's just one of those like life experience things of like, That's what the right. hell not? Like, you know, would you want to do that? Go, yeah, baby. sure. It would be cool to see if that comes in. So I, so I was like, all right, so I'll get up and actually wear 
a shirt and with a collar on it and actually look shave, somewhat tight. Looks good. A little, little shave, a little shave, and yeah, make, make it all look good. All right, welcome to Louisiana, to the ah. mobile betting world today. The Bayou is rocking. All right, here's a question. So there's been certain states that have popped up for the first time that have been, I don't want to say shocking, but like surprising. Iowa, I think, was the one that I... It wasn't shocking to me. It was shocking to a lot of other people of like, wow, that handle actually is a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Now, Iowa's not a big state per se, but given that New Orleans is in Louisiana, given that they die crazy for college football and basketball and LSU everything, how big of a state could Louisiana be? Is it going to be anything of a note or is it just going to be like, yeah, it's Montana part two? Oh, it's going to be more to Montana. It all depends on the operators and how aggressive they are in getting customers and exposing people to the fact that they can do it right there on their phone. If they go mobile right. quick and they push it quick and do good promotions, they'll do big handle. Will it be sustainable? Eh, I mean, Louisiana is not going to challenge a bigger populous state, but it's it's another state on the list. Um, what does Houston I, do to, to the Louisiana handle that you have – a top 10 population market that can just jump over. It's an hour drive. Okay. I'm not saying it's, if you live on the West side of Houston, it's an hour drive to Louisiana, but it's not impossible to do it. That's why the golden nugget is sitting there at Lake Charles. They built it right on Lake Charles is the first city. After you cross over from Texas into Louisiana, there's a casino right there. That's pretty much like a Houston casino. What does that do, do you think? Does that influence that we have a major population base that may come on over to make bets? It's not New Jersey, New York, but it might impact things. 100% it will. I know guys that are on the border of Minnesota and Iowa, and they have a ton of people. I would say over half their handle is from Minnesota. 100%. Coming down. Because all the casinos are right on the state line. Same thing on Nebraska. Like this, okay. Iowa was very smart. They said, okay, Nebraska is stupid and Minnesota is stupid. So we're building casinos literally across the river and across the state line. So everybody comes down. So Omaha, basically everybody in Omaha on Friday and Saturday nights, I live there, goes to the casinos, cross the river to the How boats. How far a drive is that? Five minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, that's I could, <laughs> I could throw a rock at the casinos from my loft apartment. Like literally across the river, I can. Oh, like, that's that close! Oh wow. yeah, it is like <laughs> Ameristar was like right there <laughs> across the river. So Nebraska finally has decided to legalize mobile sports betting that will come down later in 2022. But like, it's it's always been the biggest running joke that like Omaha gave all the money to all that tax revenue went to Iowa consistently. So they just recreated it. They did it on the Minnesota border, same thing. Where like when you're driving mm. from Des Moines up north, you pass sign for sign for sign for casinos before you hit Minnesota. So yeah. Uh, it's, and, and then coming down, it's the same thing. So I always been very smart about how they've done their, their gambling and where they put their casinos. So that will definitely help the sports handle on the weekends for sure. Mm. Like if it's a day trip and you can go and you're going to go gamble anyway, you're going to sign up for a sports book app. You're going to be able to do that while you're eating, drinking, uh, whatever it is you're doing with the day at the casino, you're a hundred percent going to bet. And then once you do that, now something may come up on a Wednesday night, a big game, something like that, where you're like, Hey, I'm going to just zip down there, make this bet, come back, mm -hmm. whatever, maybe grab something to eat while I'm there. And it, it becomes almost an excuse to go, which is fine. But I mean, five minutes away, I mean, they got to be jumping over all the time. So oh, yeah. if, if, um, you know, people are closer it's going to help the handle for sure. And then 
it will accelerate other people in Louisiana to do it because mm. they'll see that. And that's what happens. It's a big push at the beginning. Mm. And then the trick to this whole thing is keeping that customer within your, I'll use one of the industry terms, ecosystems. Right. Once you get them in the ecosystem, now can you keep them where they just come in, hit you with the bonus, blow it out, and they're done. The trick is keeping the customer. So you get that initial rush. You'll see that number. It'll light up. People will go, wait a second. People betting in Louisiana? Those Cajun people be betting? Yeah, they, they're betting. Like, And they got to get everything set up for football. That well, the bonus whores too, though. I mean, they, they have to, oh, they're going to learn the bonus whore term pretty they're, quick. They're going to learn it fast. They may, <laughs> if they don't know it, they're going to learn it fast. And like Texas is a lot of money in Texas, a lot yeah. of money in Houston, Houston. A, lot of, a lot of oil money in Houston. <laughs> There's a lot of people betting. There's a lot, a lot of, well, uh, yeah. The, I think the happiest person business. on the planet today is Tillman Fertitta because Lake Charles, the golden nugget in Lake Charles is, you know, have it's, you it's a there? very, I have been there. Yeah. It's, it's Don't nice. you equate it to Vegas wise? Is it similar to the Golden Nugget downtown? Yeah, I would put it on the same level. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Small. I mean, I think ours is smaller because theirs is more spread out. So it's you have more space. Like it's more the Golden Nugget here is more compact because it's it's in Fremont. It's downtown, downtown, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, downtown. So it's compact. So it's more spread out in Lake Charles, but you know, and they have more amenities. I mean, that they they cater to a different clientele. They kind of go all a little higher end. They kind right. of more, they have more um, luxury like options, I would say. More, more slots. Is it a big, big, like, yeah. I mean, a lot of times I see these casinos in other states, it's a floor of slots with a little bit of table games mixed in. And then the amenities, you know, the, whether it's waterfront, whether it's yeah. multiple restaurants. Yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, Fertitta owns all games. of the, yeah. I mean, the, 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 he's a restaurant icon tycoon yeah so, that's, so he puts so the, four the, or five they got tons of restaurants in there, in there. yeah okay. so it, it make it makes sense but i mean i think what's interesting is if you're driving over if you're gonna, if you're gonna drive an hour you might as well just like stay the night so like right. hey let's just drive over why don't we go over there we'll place all the bets for the weekend we'll stay friday night and then drive back and, and then the next weekend, you just drive back over the, you know, to collect or whatever. So like, or I guess you, you can pull money out from not being in the state, but I'll be very curious to see what the action along that Texas, Louisiana border is because Texas is considering legalization at some point, And that's the monster. So California, Texas are the two game changing industry changing states if they were to legalize. So how many, I mean, we know Oklahoma is considering it. We know that We've already seen Jerry Jones talk about the fact that, hey, we're consistently losing money to the north like crazy. What are we doing? So now you're going to have Texas to the east with with Louisiana and New Mexico to the left to to the west, although it's not really a big population state. But you still you're starting to kind of go all around Texas to be legal. Oklahoma's an interesting one because like Dallas is like not far and those cities there. I've had meetings with people. Mm. Um, from Oklahoma that have tried to push the Indian reservations to say yes, just somebody say yes, and we'll yeah. And then it almost becomes a test market for the big state, mm-hmm. and they know, like this happened with West Virginia and Pennsylvania. I mean, I went to West Virginia before it was legal in Pennsylvania, and it was a rush to get open. 
It wasn't done exactly right in a lot of places, but it was a rush to get open because you were going to draw people from Pennsylvania. But mm. once Pennsylvania went, Tried a up. lot of handle dropped and it, and, it, and, it, and it goes down. So you have to do it right and keep the customer. But then once that state opens up, they don't need you anymore. That's mm-hmm. the bad part about doing it. So like if they just do mobile, that's one thing. I think a place like Lake Charles and Golden Nugget, I mean, I think he should build a a place to watch the games and experience it as oh, well. Oh, they'll have books. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to have retail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, got to yeah. have retail in places like that because you keep them there and then you get multiple yeah. bets. So let me see just, yeah, hold on. I, I'll, I'll read, I, I can read the release. So um, let's see. FanDuel and DraftKings both sent out releases about their launches and their first bets that will that were taken in in Louisiana. So, yeah, I mean MGM is operating uh with the Bayou Rivage Resort and Casino in Mississippi. Oh, That's Rivage. right. Rivage, what sorry. What did you call Rivage? Rivage. The, the the Beau Rivage. Beau Rivage. Oh, there you go. Uh, so yeah, so they're. Uh, BetMGM is the first sports book and one of the first mobile sports betting apps. So they'll have both. So I mean, all the handle mostly comes from mobile, but you create that event atmosphere. And I mean, then one of those SEC teams like gets good again, and it'll just be a monster place. Good again. One one of those SEC teams we good again. What? I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, didn't two just play one of them down there, right by closer to Louisiana? I don't mean Alabama and Georgia. I mean, like, down there, Mississippi teams. It's all relative there. It's all the same there. It's all the same. All All the same. Down there, it's all the same. It's all close to Nitsdistan. They all all just intermingle. It's all. I wish we could go back in time and just see. Boston Matt down in Alabama for boy, yikes. That would have been interesting. Yes. As yes, we continue w- to do the show and unearth some of the pictures of our past. Oh yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they, there's some phenomenal stuff. I, I got to go. Box got some interesting pictures. He's told me before. So I need to get Dan Bach to give me some of the pictures he's got. So <laughs> nothing incriminating evidence. Oh, it's fine. Nothing will beat Dan, Dan drunk singing my Sharona though. Nothing will beat that. Oh so. my. And then me playing it the next morning on my radio show <laughs> without, without him, without his knowledge of me doing oh, it. You- he was so mad that, yeah. that, that might have yeah oh he was furious it was great we, we all called him my Sharona for years it was great. oh my text it was today it might have been the worst rendition of my Sharona i've ever heard in my life he was just absolutely hammered out of you gotta know your limitations if you don't sing don't get up there and sing just don't do but it. the worst part is that the dj the guy who runs the the karaoke actually decided to he, he knew he knew we both hosted shows in the market and he, he came over and he's like hey by the way i taped that do you want the, that oh no absolutely he burned it to a cd i walked out of there dan had no idea next morning i was like hey guess what we did last night go ahead and play that on, on a loop it was it was like who killed the cat it was like oh my the dying God. animal oh it was so it was it was oh. awesome that was, that was those are fun times all right so last night Night. How about this final score? 44-39 in a college Can't basketball game. It. We talked totally. about it during Better to Book It that SIU, Southern Illinois, at home, number one defensive <laughs> team in the Valley, top 25 defensive team in the country. Total was 124, and this game ended 140 or ended 44-39. And I was covering the entire game plus six. And then for whatever reason, Southern couldn't buy a bucket for the last two minutes to save their lives. And every time they missed, they fouled. 
They missed, they fouled, they missed their foul, missed it. 10 seconds left. Southern's down by seven. Kid goes coast to coast. Lay up. They lose by five. And they cover my six. <laughs> At the buzzer. At the buzzer. Absolute <laughs> prayer. One of those games where I have to tuck it in my brain as to like the next time I cry about a bad beat, I got to go. Yeah, but I got that right. <laughs> I was, I got that game. That ticket should never have cashed. Right. And it did. So today, Boise State and Fresno State are playing in the Mountain West with a total of 117. Man, oh first totals are getting low. It was 116 and open. It's now 117. What do you do when it's this low? Bet over on principle or bet under because it's ridiculous. Uh, you know me. I, I, I'm I'm betting under. I I'm not betting over. I mean, these games are these are so hard to line. These are so yeah. hard to come up with with the totals. And we used to laugh in a room like 117. Like how how does this not go over? And then you see the final scores 55 to 50, and it's 105, and you're like. Man, how much lower we got to go next time? Like, I don't know. Um, it becomes, the number now is up to one nineteen and a half. Oh my gosh! Okay, so maybe we've seen a don't believe big, big jump okay. this morning. That's wow. So we're dealing with a team. Boise State is fourteen and five to the under. Fresno is ten and eight to the under. Last five and. Eight of the last 10 have gone under for Boise. Man. And uh, first match five, of the year between these two teams? No. First game was 119. It was 66, 65, 55. It went over by one point. So oh. now it's up to the closing line of the up first up game. First game. And what was the point spread? Boise uh, the favored by like points. six. Point spread tonight is two. It was one yesterday. In the first game, the point spread was five. Okay. Boise State well, was minus five at home against Fresno. Mm. And now it's Boise on the road, favored by two. Right. That's usually the flip. That's what I figured. Two, six, one, five. It makes that's just the formula. Um mm. it's under. I ain't betting over. There's no way. <laughs> I was just it's a pass or um, I, I trust the number, the original number, and like one sixteen. Yeah, I mean, if that's it's closer to that. Yeah, so Boise State gives up fifty eight point two points per game. Fresno State gives up fifty seven point nine points per game. That's five and sixth best in the country. Wow, both are top ten defensive teams in the country. So yeah, <laughs> defensively, yeah. So it is why really do I want to bet that game over? <laughs> You guys all bet over. Like this, well, is one of, this is one of the ones we sit in a book. This is a late game. I got all yep. day to take bets. I put up an opening number. You guys bet it over. So then, then the, you know, the sharp guy comes in. He bets it over because the last game finished 119. You guys went, you're posted a number too low. I'm going to bet you over. Okay, good. Go. I hope this thing closes 121. We might make a score on this game. I'm definitely just letting people <laughs> bet over. There no way. 66 points per game for Boise. That's 257th in college basketball. Fresno is 66.6 66 and 66.5. So it's 257th and 261st offenses ranked in the country. Man, with top, that's a bad. With, top, with top 10 defenses. So not only do you have horrific offenses, you have top 10 defenses. <laughs> 
probably score 150 points tonight. We'll be texting each other later tonight going, do you believe this? That's what happened before. I mean, that was the game that happened for the Iowa State-Oklahoma State game. It was flew over by 50 points. I can't. Right. It was 124 and it wound up like 81. What, 68 or something. Yeah. Right? Something, 65. something yeah. insane. Yeah. So, yeah, watch this game be just an absolute like up and down, crazy yeah. scoring fest on, on this. All right. So we, we called it yesterday. Joel Embiid goes yeah. way under his props last night. AD, he had the big game. Anthony Davis goes off for 30-plus points, under 30, but the Sixers do get the win against the Lakers. What does the Embiid prop now go to? Does it go back to 31.5, or does it fall to 30.5? Probably goes back to – I uh, think I'd put up 31.5, but immediately move it on the first bet under. Okay. Like, you know, I mean, uh, sometimes it just catches up. I mean, that production level is just hard to maintain. So, but AD was in his grill. I mean, you could mm. tell, like, I mean, he was motivated to play. He was, I mean, not, I, I don't want to say dominating because, you know, JoJo was getting his shots, but um, it was a fun game to watch as far as the Sixers go. Mm. I learned two things in that game. If the Sixers can keep getting contributions from those other guys with Tobias Harris and that Thebo or Tabo, I don't know, 22, I don't know how to say his name, but I know he got great hair and he can yeah. shoot when he's on. Um, they are going to be tough. I mean, they're, you know, they have a purpose. They're playing good. The Lakers, if they don't have LeBron doing them LeBron things, they might not make the playoffs. They are a wreck defensively. I mean, Carmelo. You know, you know who to blame for this, though, right? You know who who has to be blamed for where the Lakers are, right? It's LeBron. No, LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, you blame LeBron. LeBron's the one that did all this. LeBron's the one that created this roster. LeBron's the one. You want to point a finger at somebody? Point a finger at LeBron. I mean, why is Russell Westbrook on that team? It makes no sense why that guy is on that roster. I don't know. I don't he know. doesn't help them. He hurts them. He doesn't help the team. I mean, mm-hmm. he Russ just does what he does. Like, I mean, you, you know what you're getting with Russ. I mean, he almost well, why you, right. Why problem, you have LeBron but, and AD and you put a ball hog me first guy. On a given night, he'll take over. He'll win a game for you. That's great. But when it comes to the playoffs or when you play Phoenix or you play Golden State, you're going to get killed. Like they need a three, like a legitimate third option that you can get the ball to that could one, shoot better than Russ can shoot, but also is part of the framework in the team. Not four guys in one, which is what Westbrook is. It's always four guys in one. And I don't understand. I never got the move. Didn't make a lick of sense to me. And LeBron's getting up there in age. And Anthony Davis is brittle like we know. And their bench is awful. Terrible. Awful. It's terrible. I mean, like, it's, it's, they have no, like, when those guys aren't in the game, they have no shot. They have mm-hmm. nowhere to, nowhere to throw the ball to score. They don't play defense. I mean, they, they, they get, they go for every pump fake. And, and there were so <laughs> many easy baskets. Now the Sixers are playing a different game than the rest of the league. The Sixers are trying to score in the paint. They're giving JoJo the ball, and he's distributing, and he's making them little side passes too. And they're looking to take layups first, and then kick it out for three, 
as mm. a last option where most teams are going from out in. But man, if uh, the Lakers are trading the Western Conference, they're not beating anybody that's above them right now in a series. There's no chance. They look like they're going to be in the play-in game at best. They might not even make that if things go bad, bad. I mean, LeBron's going to have to carry this team to the play-in game. Like, <sighs> Does he want to? Well, that's the thing. At some point, like he's got to be going, all right, I'm doing what I can, but somebody got to help. And when I throw you the ball, throw it back once in a while. Like he throws it to, to, to Russ and Russ is doing what he does. He takes it to the hole or he tries to shoot, he did, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, out of control stuff. I mean, you got to have guys throw it back. I used to say that all the time when I played hockey. Pass me the puck, I'll pass it back sometimes, most of the time. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't. I mean, if I'm going to yeah. try to score, I'm in the slot, I'm going to shoot. But otherwise, right. I'm looking to pass it back. Basketball, trying to get the next guy the next easiest shot. And they're not doing that at all. They looked they looked really bad. I kept going, geez, what is their record? I looked, I think they're 500 right now. Yes, they right. They finished below 500. If LeBron's, if he's hurt, I mean, if he misses any significant amount of time, absolutely. But I mean, look, pregame is, is treacherous. He all of a sudden his knee hurt on the first game of a back to back. The line moved three points. And I did, I just saw the line went from two to five. And then I was at lunch down at Chickie and Pete's and was with this guy. And he was like, Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need the Lakers tonight. I said, Oh, good luck with that. You got no yeah. shot. And he said, Well, LeBron can't be playing, right? I said, No, the line moved three points. There's only one guy that could mean that LeBron's not playing. And that's what he's betting these games. Pre-game is so yeah. hard in the NBA. Oof. Alex Caruso, it's amazing, but they actually miss Alex Caruso. Yes. They, they, they miss guys like that, which is, I like Alex Caruso. He's gone to Chicago and played well. He got hurt, unfortunately, but like that's the type of role player that they do not have this year that they've had in years past. It's, it's kind of crazy. So Curry did it last night, Dave. We were talking for almost three weeks. When will Steph have the Steph game? Had it last night. Yep. Six made threes to erupt. It's only the second time this year in 2022 has Steph Curry gone over five and over four made threes this season. He hit six. Is there any reaction or is it just four and a half again next game? It was three well, and, some, and a half. Some books were three and a half. Yeah. Next game. Who do they play next game? Do we know? Oh, offensive team with a high total. It's four and a half for sure. If it's not, it's Golden State. They play the Nets on Saturday. That primetime game. Oh, it's definitely ABC. Oh, it's definitely four and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely four and a half. Five and a half. Anybody do something? No, no, we don't want to jump that that high. No, no, not that it. I mean, no, can't do it. I can't even make a case for it. It'll be four. It'll be four and a half for sure. And how heavily juiced? The juice will start with the under juiced. Ooh, I would agree. Give him where he Maybe is. Maybe more than more than you think. We might be able to get over four and a half at a pretty nice plus price to start. Wow. Yeah. Primetime game against Brooklyn. Clay's playing better. Team's playing better. I could see. I mean, playing for Brooklyn. It's oh. a it's a home game for Brooklyn, right? So no Kyrie. Oh. So hold on. It's a no, it's in Golden State. So Kyrie is playing. Yeah, so Kyrie is playing. That helps the Nets. What the boys did over there at uh, WinBet because I think they put it up already. Oh, really? 
Yeah, it's a lot of guesswork, but yeah, because that game. No, they didn't put it up yet. All right. Yeah, it's not up at Fandle either. Yeah. So I was gonna say, normally don't they put up the games after the first game tips tonight? Then they'll put tomorrow up. No, they've been putting the the, the boys at Wimbe have been taking a shot, um, putting them up like by noon Pacific, mm. putting them up before Pacific. any games tip off. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. It is. Uh, all right, one one more quick one before we get to the big weekend of football. We got to spend a half an hour breaking down all these games. Dave's got to get out at eleven, so do I. So uh, we'll be a little bit shorter than normal. But the show's supposed to be an hour, and we normally go ninety minutes for whatever reason. Yeah, <laughs> so we should we're stop talking. You're gonna be a little, little quicker because Dave's got a game to get to. All right. Do you like Josh McDaniels to get the game starts eleven forty-five? So we're good. Oh, we're we're good. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah, so we can go a little over then. Got a little bit of time. All right, so Josh McDaniels here, head coach. You tell me. I saw this last night, and I was like, man, I'm going to text him, but it was really late, and I was like, he's probably sleeping. Um, do you like this? No. I from don't either. From a Patriot perspective, I do. I, I mean, if the Patriots go, like, the, there is this weird thing rolling around Patriot Twitter where Josh goes – the Patriots bring Bill O'Brien back. They hire well, Brian Flores. Stop, to- stop, 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 stop. Start over. The Josh McDaniel goes in. They bring Bill O'Brien back? As, o- as OC, yeah. Wow, okay. I love it. Love it. He, he, he had Mac at Alabama for one year. He ran a two-tight end set at Alabama. Beautiful. Bring him back to the pros. Get him out of Tuscaloosa. Come on home, boy. Let's go. Come on. And over mass, my hometown guy. Let's go. Go back where you were. He was phenomenal, right? How did he get a head coach? How did he get a head, a head coaching job by having Brady go and win a Super Bowl? And he yelled at him during that year. <laughs> that's how he got the that's how Bill O'Brien got the job. So Josh going, fine. Bring back Brian Flores to be defensive coordinator. Have little Belichick underneath. Brian Flores becomes the head coach at Brian Flores becomes the head coach of the Patriots when Bill retires. Wow, look at this. Now Some people really thought about all this. This is I mean, that actually that actually makes a lot of sense. Makes total sense, right? Oh, and Joe Judge comes back to run special teams too. Joe Judge is back as where he was before he got the Do those job. guys come back. Oh, yeah, they do. 100 percent Hundred everyone. If you leave, hundred percent. It's the rehabil. It's the Bill Belichick and Nick Saban rehabilita- rehabilitation tour. Look what Nick has done for all the guys who needed to go somewhere. Steve Sarkeesian's a head coach again after being a drunk because he went to Nick Saban. So wow. it's the same thing. It's the same exact deal where you can get yourself rehabilitated and your image changes, and everyone's like, "Okay, now we like you again." Same thing with Josh. Right? Goes to Denver. Gets blown out. Where'd you go? Goes home to Bill. Now he was supposed to be the coach in waiting, but maybe he's tired of waiting. Wow. Raider job. Raider job's not a bad job. It's just that no Patriot assistant coach has been successful anywhere. And don't tell me Mike Vrabel because he played for Bill. He didn't coach under Bill. He did coach quickly, but not like a long term. He came up as a player under Bill Belichick. And that's really what taught him what his principles are. And he's become a tremendous head coach with the Tennessee Titans. But you go down the line, Flores is just the latest. I mean, Joe Judge, like go through the list of guys who got fired this offseason with Patriot ties. It doesn't work. You cannot 
be a Bill Belichick 2.0. And maybe he learned from Denver, maybe because he got a quarterback in Derek Carr, maybe because the GM's coming with him, so they've got some continuity. Maybe. But this idea, the Texans have tried it. Um, the, the Dolphins have tried it. Somebody else tried it too. I'm forgetting the third team that tried to become Patriots South or Patriot West and it never works. So from a Raider perspective, mm. I don't like it. I don't like uh, it. I don't think he'll, I mean, whoever comes here better have, I mean, you, you keep talking about like the media here, kind of giving them a pass. You better have these thick skin to not listen because I mean, like, you're playing against the Chiefs. You're playing against oh, the Chargers. Right. Yeah. And if Rodgers really goes to the, to the Broncos, if that would happen, like you become the bottom feeder of the division. And now you're here where every, we live it. It's mm-hmm. glitz, glamour, and, you know, the wall in front. It You don't know what's really behind a lot of the stuff that we see every day with all this stuff. But you better, like, be able to take the L's. Mm-hmm. quickly mm-hmm. or be able to at least compete because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be up against it um josh mcdaniel was so i don't know if he was ready for the denver job no but i mean i'm close yeah and kind of got thrown into it and then you know the tebow thing just went sideways so fast i mean it really it just <laughs> that was his fault though yeah he, he picked he him I mean, it he did but I I don't think oh, Detroit. That was the third one. Detroit tied it. There oh, we go. Patricia. Thank you. There you go. Thank you, Tony. There there was the third team that tried to do Patriots. Texans failed miserably. I don't know who was worse, Texans or Detroit. They both were really bad. But but where's Matt Patricia today? Romeo Crennel tried too, didn't he? Somewhere the Browns. Yeah, he went to the Browns. Where's Matt Patricia today? I have no idea. Patriot staff. He's on the staff. Yes. He they was this go- whole season? Correct. What was he doing? Coaching defense, helping. He was a consultant. But yeah. he was on the staff. Patricia was back. They're all coming back. They they all come back. So, like, if Brian Flores doesn't get a head coaching job, and he might because he made a finalist for the Giants job and other, and other jobs, if he doesn't get a head coaching job, Brian Flores could go back. And if not, Bill O'Brien going to run the offense, I think, is a slam dunk. I think if McDaniels leaves... Bill O'Brien's coming back and I love it. I'm a hundred percent. I'm I'm looking for something new. I'm looking for something different with Josh. I did not like the play calling in the play in the playoffs. I did not like the play calling late in the year. Uh, I think so So conservative and and look, that's bill. I mean, that's also on bill. So, I mean, but I I thought Josh got, he had some gimmicky plays. I didn't like, um, I, I just think he's been there long enough. He's been back for a really long time with tremendous success. It's time for him to go kind of spread his wings, go try something new and then let, let Bill O'Brien come back and, and let him because Mac and him have a relationship and it's a perfect offense for him to come in and run. Cause he Damn. ran a very similar one. That's so it's I'm, I'm in. If, if that's what happens, I'm, I'm a hundred percent in. All right, let's get to the games this weekend. All right. Let's start with props and we'll get to the sides and totals. Yep. Jimmy Garoppolo, his passing number is set at 225 yards. Should be 199 and a half. You think so? It should be that low. I mean, I, unless the game goes exactly the way it did the last week of the season, they're not even okay. going to give him the chance to throw for 200 yards. They're going to run Why? the ball. 
they're going to keep it. They're going to keep it very conservative. I Can think they not- run the ball on the Rams defense? We'll find out. I mean, Garoppolo threw for 316 yards against the Rams. Was it as high for the season? It might have to be. 316 for him is stupid it's, high. Uh, let's see. His high for the year passing yardage wise was no. He threw for 322 against Chicago, 326 against the Cardinals. He threw for 322 against Tennessee. Wow. Four he threw for 314 against Detroit, so almost to that number. Wow. So, no, that wasn't his high. Okay. 316 was, I mean, going down the stretch, Garoppolo threw for 299, 296, 235, 322, and 316. Maybe this number is a little low. Now the playoffs, 172 against Dallas and 131 against the Packers. So last two weeks have been bad, but he ended the year throwing the football a ton. I can't figure out. This number seems ridiculously low to me for what this team's going to have to accomplish. They got to throw the ball. They can't just run the ball on the Rams. The Rams know that. Playoffs, different game. Right. I mean, they, they doesn't this still it. seem low to 225 no. still seem low. I, 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 I like the number. I, 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 I like the number. This would be one of those ones where I mean, we'll probably take way more bets on the over quantity right. wise. But if we would go, I don't know what the number would end up, you know, maybe it would be 239 and a half. Or if we put it that we would take limit bets twice under moving at seven yards a pop. So just, just to tell you this, one of the sites that I use that does projections yep. for what Garoppolo will throw for. Yep. 283. So number one, that? it's their number one prop on, it's, it's their number one prop projection of the weekend is Garoppolo to go over. They have him going 50 yards over this prop. Can you bet with them? You should bet with them. No, it's 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 a content site. It's not a, it's not a book. <laughs> That's what I always tell people. Hey, this site has this. I'm like, can you bet with them? It's you a projection. Should. I'm saying it's a projection. I'm not saying I guaranteed. It's just a projection. Projected the San Francisco Giants to win 74 games last year. They won 108. Well, that was the books projected that, not the not this site. Every site in the world projected the, the baseball prospectus and all those all those things. Everybody had the Giants at 74 and a half. Ask Ken Palm. What does he have, Jimmy G's yards? Ken Palm? <laughs> he might have a better number. I don't know. I like the number. I think I think it's going to be that type of game. I can't – again, it could fly over. He could throw for 280. There's no, there's no doubt. But what's the game script for him to throw for 280? Them I don't need out like that. I don't need. I don't need two eighty. I need two twenty six. Thirty. Yeah. I need two twenty six. That's all I need. So, I don't need two eighty. What's They're the projecting two eighty? What's the game script? They just won two games. He didn't throw for two hundred yards in either one. If they win, if you like San Francisco, does he does does he change? I don't. Th- I mean, like the best part about the best teams at this time of year is they do what they do every game consistently. They don't. One game throw, next game run, next game this. What is the game script for him to throw for 230 yards? All right. Well, that leads me into the second question because this is the problem. Because the game script 
they do change all the time. That's what the Niners have done, in particular with Debo Samuel. Sometimes Debo's a running back, and all he's getting the ball is on toss sweeps. Sometimes Samuel is a wide out. And sometimes he's running deep routes or slant routes. He's sometimes he's getting he's getting screen passes. So good. This dude is a complete Swiss Army knife, and it's really hard as to which prop to bet over because 53 and a half is his receiving yards, okay. 39 and a half is his rushing yards. Oh, wow. So, like, which is it? Because those are fantastic we, in, numbers. In week one, he was a running back and he flew over. In week two of the playoffs, he was a receiver and he flew over, but he went under in the other games for receiving and rushing. So he's going like this flip-flop. It's like, which one do you want to bet? Because the game script, like you're talking about, is so hard to predict as to what exactly the Niners are going to do. We don't know the game script because they change it every week. So is there any chance he goes over both? Yes, 100%. Is there any chance he goes under both? Yes, 100%. This is the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Is he more likely to split? Or go over or under both? He's more likely to split. Okay. Got to pick which one, though. That's the problem. That's the <laughs> problem. Yes. That's he's the more problem. like he's more likely to split. The, 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 more, the more likely thing is that he will split. He will have one big run or one big catch. You just have to, like, try to figure out which one are we talking about. What's his longest reception prop? What's he that, got? 22? Just it's going to be less than that. I would be surprised like Debo Samuel threw the ball against the Ram against the Rams in the last game. If you remember with everything else, he throws the ball too. he threw for a touchdown in, 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 oh, in the last that's game. right. Yeah. That's right. That was spectacular. That play. Was, yeah. So he had, he had that. I realized I misspelled his name, so I apologize. So we'll just put this back up. Uh, so here he was, he ran eight times for 45 yards in the first matchup that would go over. He caught the ball four times for 95 yards. That would go over. Right. So this is kind of the problem here because against the Cowboys, Debo Samuel had a pretty good game, 10 carries for 72 yards, but receiving was three catches for 38 yards. So I was like, all right, I had bet the rushing against Dallas. And so, okay, I, I liked, I liked that, but the weather came into play obviously with the green Bay game, but you look at Debo Samuel, he was really stacked up. He didn't do all that much. He had 10 catches, sorry, 10 rushes for 39 yards rushing. So right on that 39 and a half number. And they had three catches for 44 yards. So he was under there. So it's like, pick your poison, which it's a coin flip, I think, on both bets. <laughs> so as long as reception number at DraftKings I'm looking at right now is 21 and a half. Tough. What's his longest? See, they don't do longest rush. Well, no, they do, they, they do have that, but I don't know they, if they have Debo in that category. Hold on. Let's look. So longest rush. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah, okay. have yeah. They, they, they don't do that because he's going to pop. He's going to pop one, right? He throws. They do that toss sweep pulling guard play, and that's when he just scoots. And he gets loose because he's a running back with the ball in his hands, but he's got wide out speed. So he just gets in the open field and see you later. He's gone. Or 
they run a screen pass for him or a slant and he can go catch it and go. So, and then he's a running back. He's at running back moves with wide out speed. That's why the guy's so tough to figure out. How about this? They have most rushing yards in the game. Mm-hmm. Which Elijah player? Mitchell. Yeah. Plus 120. Yeah. Cam Akers is plus 225. I love Akers on that bet. Debo Samuels plus 380. Because he won't. I mean, he's, he's not getting more than 50 yards. And then Sony Michelle is 13 to one. And then all the other wide receivers and stuff in the, in the running and the quarterbacks are 35 to one or higher. It's interesting though, that they list Debo and mm-hmm. he's less than four to one. I right. mean, that means he's live. It's, it's well, not if, he pops an, if he pops an 80 yard run, I mean, you know, he's got the potential. He's got that type of speed, playability, talent, They'll, they'll rush him, you know, that they're going to give him the ball. He's going to touch the ball at a minimum of touch the ball 10 times. Minimum. So I like, is, do? I like, if I had to decide between those two, which one's going over, mm-hmm. I think the receiving yard is going Agreed. Over. Agreed. I, it's I, hard I, to run on the Rams. It's hard to run on that front. You got Aaron Donald and that's, eh. Not easy to run on those guys. You can throw on them. That's why I think the Garoppolo live prop is so live. I mean, how how do the Niners move the ball? I will be stunned if they line up and run the ball down their throats. Stunned. I don't know. I think it's going to be that physical type game. I think they're going to try, and they're going to, like the whole first half, they're just going to, as long as they don't get blown out, and it gets multiple scores down, I think they're going to stick to that script and just run and try, and then, you know, six-yard pass. To Kittle, I think Kittle's going to play a big part in the game. I think I think he's going to definitely have a big impact in moving the chains. All right, Joe Burrow, prop has been climbing. It's two eighty four and a half, I think now. Yep. Joe Burrow threw for four hundred and sixty six yards in the first game. <laughs> Will he throw for three hundred on Sunday? What's the prop? Two eighty four. I think so. Yeah. That's Can we throw for two eighty five and win? I think he throws for close. I'd have made the number 299 and a half. I, I, I love that, you know, right at that high water mark, just like pricing something in a retail store. It's the way we did it. My dad's store growing up, we put it right under the, the number that everybody knows. So 300 is a great thing for the graphic. Yep. Um, I think he does. Do you? I think he's going to have to, to be honest. Well, I mean, you talk about the game script again. Like, what's the game script for Cincinnati? They're going to run it. Like, I mean, they've they've phased the mix and not out. It's two, but, by the way, it's two eighty eight and a half now this morning. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's the number. We could have just saved everybody the time and aggravation. They can still text me these people and just say, Dave, what do you make the number two two ninety nine and a half? It's going to get there. It's where it's going to close. They're going to keep betting it over by yeah. Sunday. It'll maybe over three hundred. So you know, we could have got the under money early and this you know been fine. Now we don't have no under money because you put the number so low. And then they can tell me on Sunday when he throws for 246. They're like, Dave, see, we told you. Okay. I don't think so. Game script is this. Cincinnati success is Burrow passing the ball. Mm. Win or lose, mm-hmm. up or trailing, he has to throw the ball. There's no, there's I, I don't see it any other way. Do you? No, that's why I love a pick. Bet yes to the pick for Burrow. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. On the pick to burrow. I think it's, it, he doesn't, is that a plus? Thrown, That's a plus, right? It should be. Cause he's thrown or one small interception. Minus. Small. Minus. small yeah. He, he's thrown one interception. He's now played in nine must win games in the last 
two years or three years total. And yeah, I think it's 38 touchdowns to one interception. I think is what it is. And his average, he's averaging like 360 yards wait, passing wait, per game. Say that again. Who is that? Joe, Joe Burrow going back to LSU. Okay. With the, and then with the Bengals. Right. Has played in nine must win games. Okay. He's nine and oh with 38 touchdowns in one pick. One pick? Yeah. Last week. That was the first pick he threw last week. Man, that's good. That's what I mean. I mean, it's just, I, I buy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Let's go. I buy the borough hype. I buy the magic. I'm in, I'm all in. I, I should never have faded them last week. That was my fault. I'd, I, I bet on him all year. I bet the Bengals are switching it up. Do it. I was betting the Bengals bet them over on their win total. And then come the playoffs, I bailed. And that was on me. I never should have bailed last week. His pick prop is minus one forty. Yes, yeah. DraftKings. I think it happens. He's going to throw Holmes so minus one forty. No, I bet the yes on that too. I know. I bet the yes on both of them. What can you parlay that so both of them are on the you yes? Parlay everything at these places. You Ooh. probably can. What's the parlay of yes on both quarterbacks throwing a pick? I like that. Minus one forty and plus one hundred five is uh, three to one. A little over no. three to one. Three and a half to one. Like it, neighborhood. I like it. I would yeah. play that. I, yeah. I, I I like the odds on that. Um, okay. So the other correlated prop to that is, and this prop has absolutely skyrocketed. Jamar Chase receiving went for two hundred and sixty-six yards, I think, in the first matchup against these two, including like an eighty-yard touchdown. He got he got loose for. So if you like over on the quarterback, don't you have to go over on the wideout, his number one target? Yes. Yes. That's correlated. I mean, that. Yeah. so I don't know if you watch it, but I watched last night for the first time all season inside the NFL. I love that show. Going back to like Len Dawson. Showing your age. Yeah, I showing know. your age. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like, do you watch This Week in Baseball too? My one of you my watch- shows of all time. I could go watch the reruns right now. Are you kidding me? You call I, it Twib? Oh my God. Twib you call notes? it Twib? <laughs> twib notes. Are you nuts? That was phenomenal. It was so good. But I watched it last night and listened to the stuff. First of all, the stuff they get on the sidelines with the mics, it's awesome. incredible. And yeah. you hear, I mean, like Kelsey told Mahomes before that play. They're playing it like we got we got no timeouts. It's it's open. It's open. He screamed at him. He knew what they were doing. They were so prepared the whole time. Like we're watching this, and these guys are so relaxed and so prepared. They don't have anybody to stop Chase. They don't have unless they change everything that they do because they play man defense so much. They can't stop him. You have to bet him over if you like Cincy mm. and Burrow. Chase got to be the one you bet over. I think Boyd maybe too. Boyd maybe his numbers maybe not adjusted, but like I, I don't know. Higgins has been the the number two though. That's the you know, my only concern with that is I love Tyler Boyd, but it's he's been sort of taken out. Uh, defenses have sort of been able to shade their coverage and take him out. Chase is the one they can't figure out. Chase is the one that they can't stop. Well, you saw what happened in the game, Buffalo, and. Kansas City. I mean, 
Tyreek Hill got open on that one play and really got open long, like ran it. But the back, the, the second and third receivers, Gabriel Davis had a career day. Huge. They took, took digs out. He had a big Correct. day. Yeah. Hartman scored a touchdown for the for the Chiefs and caught multiple passes. You know, in in Kelsey. one little caveat though is that Matthew is going to play. So that's the one little. Tyron Matthew wasn't there, so that gave Gabriel Davis a chance to go crazy. So yeah, but having they him back out, even with that, you know, when when Matthew wasn't there, they took Diggs out. They may take Chase out. That's the problem, right? Like they may say, "Look, he ain't." Beaten. I don't think they can. I don't think they can either. Personally. I think they can, they can try, yeah. but I think what ends up happening is you're trying to take out Chase. He still burns you, and now you're completely bleeped because you're now you got everybody else running around free. And it's just like, not only are you getting burned by Jamar Chase, you're also getting burned by Boyd in Higgins. Right. And um, I'm forgetting the tight end's name, but the tight end that runs over the middle for them too. And so like, now you're getting in trouble. Now Mixon's catching screen passes and it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Burrow throws for, th- for, throws for 300. I, yeah. I think Burrow throws for a huge number and I think it's going to be just a crazy, crazy, crazy game. All right, so let's let's get into it. Bengals are seven and a half plus seven and a half. What's the closing number? Where do we see this stop? Where are you at seven and a half? Vandal. It's the only one. It's the only Every, one. Isn't, isn't everybody going to follow that? No. Oh, really? I don't think so. I mean, some, some people may. Because, I mean, like, you know, everywhere in town starting to do the seven, late 15. They're all going. We talked, we talked about yesterday. You said we're all going seven and a half. We, that somebody's going to do it and then they're going to follow. But I think, I think you'll get some to go back. I think it's going to close. I think it's going to be a mix. There's going to be some seven and a half. There's going to be some sevens that go back and say, look, that's our, that's our high watermark. We know Mm -hmm. every time we're going to go there, we can get that bet. Let's go back to seven. Let's need this game for, you know, instead of 500,000, let's need it for 700. I mean, there's only got two games left. We'll take our shot on the dog here and get a head start into this night game. So I could see it being seven. I could see it being seven and a half. I definitely can't see it close at eight. No way. Okay. I, I don't think so. I don't high watermark. So. High watermark is seven and a half. Yes. Total is 54 and a half. You mentioned yesterday that 55, that speed limit, we're going blown past it. Still feel that way? I feel like that over money's coming. I mean, like the more we talk about it, we've been talking about it all week. Everybody's been talking about it all week. Even people that don't watch football are going to watch football. Been talking about it all week and everybody's going to be betting you over. Ain't nobody coming to this, this party looking to bet. No way. Maybe real. I mean, I mean, pros might, but it's going to be. That's it. That's one the only one. It's one or two. No, yeah. nobody in the public is coming to bet the under and the chief Bengals game. Nope. Definitely it not. could it could hit. I mean, it could. If you want to go multi, if you want to go real contrarian, eighty eight percent of the money, by the way, at WinBet is on the over for yep. this game. I mean, everyone's there's no money on the under. Everyone's yeah. betting over. Yeah, this is again. It's just one of those ones like in the book. You're like, all right, there's two games left. We can't. I mean, we can't make them not score. We just got to keep taking the bets and keep. You know, we'll move the number up and then somebody may come in with a bag, bet us under, and we're like, okay, that's that's our high water mark. I think 55 will probably be the number. It'll probably be the closing number. It might I mean, you might see some real aggressive books go to 56, but that's that's a really, really high number. So um, I think if you like over, bet it now before it gets to 55. It's just one more number. But, man, 
It's uh, 54 is the one you want, though. Shouldn't you buy it down at 54? Yes. If you know, if it 54, surprisingly, there's combinations of nine when the numbers add up to, you know, they're, they're multiples of three. And, 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 you know, when they add up to nine, the things that add up three, six, nine, 11, uh, 12, those they fall more. There's just more, there's more combinations of that number. So surprisingly, like, you know, there's not too many key numbers, but, you know, 47, 51, 54 are, are key numbers in the NFL. I think that 54 is a key. That's why it gets giving me pause. <laughs> I've been like, I wanted to take an N53. And I was just like, yeah. let's just see where this number winds up going and see how high this thing goes. Because if it does get to 56, I would bet under. Like, that's just insane for a playoff game. You're on your own with that. Yes, I am. But <laughs> 56 isn't it? You give me 56 you points. Watch that game hoping for an under. You give me 56 points. You're going to bet all these props over and you're going to bet 56 under. Maybe it's a nice hedge, you know, it's, it's, it is. No, no, nice no. A lot, and a lot of people do that actually, so, because if the game goes, you know, like I've seen, seen a lot of pros though, they'll bet the game under and then they'll bet all the props under. And if they get a game like green Bay, San Francisco, right. It's just like hitting a double zero on a roulette wheel and they sweep yeah, kill all everything. the numbers or and it goes over. <laughs> you get wiped you, out. You get Sunday and like, you know, I met, Rufus and Zach and all the boys Sunday night, I said hello. They were going to dinner and they were going to have a few drinks because like, you know, Z said, I don't think I cashed a bet today. No one, you know, that Buffalo Kansas city game. When you bet under in the props, that's your thing. You bet the yeah. game under. There wasn't one that went under, not one except Stefan Diggs. He said, Stefan Diggs was the only thing I won. Yeah. Yeah. You get smoked. All right. So Sam Fran by the way, they don't like being called San Fran. I don't know if you saw that internet little thing that was rolling around yesterday, which is pretty funny. Uh, they're trying to change us in the media. They don't like to be called San Fran for whatever really? reason, but yeah, I don't care. You're San Francisco. It's too long of a name. San Fran for, for short. <laughs> Number has been pretty much stapled to three and a half. Oh my. Are we yeah. going to see that closing number or are we going to see late money push this up or down? Um, This one is super interesting to me because you know, like when you're sitting there in the book in the restroom, you're like, is it time? Is it time? We go to three. We do it. Do we not? And then you do and you're like, boom, you know, big bet comes on the Rams. Or you're pretty heavy on the Rams and you're sitting there like, do we go to four? Do we go to four? Is it time? Mm. Is it time? And as soon as you do, bam, it goes back. I think it's, I, I think it's one of those, you know, use a boxing analogies, you know, so you're ready for the casting call and, are you training today? No, yesterday. Okay. All right. Did you get hit in the face yesterday again? Mm -hmm. I sent you the video. That was, I mean, that was, that was like an hour after it happened. I, I didn't, I didn't want to I mean, you sent me the video and then you tell fine. everybody you sent the video. Uh, it's, fine. Okay. it's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to see a lot of the day. Um, but. Stick and move. This will be a stick and move. We're, we'll okay. go to four, come back. We'll go to three. We might stay there a little longer at three because we got to get a little more money. But we're coming right back to three and a half. I think this thing is, again, sometimes you just see the number and it's perfect. The total's interesting. Where does this total go? Where does it go? 45 and a half and dropping. Oh, does it man. get to 44? Does it get to the key number? No. Nope. Nope. 45 is the bottom of this thing. There ain't no way. Mm. They're when, no way are they going to go below 45. There's no way. Just tough. Oh, 
I'd sit the, sit at that number and just wait and just wait and watch all these teasers come in and people teasing. And then all the stuff that rolls into this game, that's why this thing may move. If Kansas City's blowing out, uh, blowing them out, like, you know, mm-hmm. late third quarter, and you got time, you got like an hour, we might go to four. We'll get some dog okay. money. You know, because if it's KC Rams, it's going to be different than if it's KC San Francisco. I almost said San mm. Fran. Wearing a hat, I almost said San Fran. Sorry. Say it. It's fine. Say it. I don't, yeah. What What do you think the books take liability off, right? Just forget about liability for a second for, yep. for the season. What would the books prefer? KC Rams for handle? I can tell you this. That KC San Francisco game. Mm-hmm. Did so much handle. Mm-hmm. I mean, San Francisco's a big fan base, and they big town money too. Big money. Ooh, they and came. we're on the West Coast, and we're on. Right. I mean, for us, we're on the West Coast, so hey. they'll all come to Vegas. 49er fans will all come to oh, Vegas for that man. weekend. So if if I, I think they prefer San Fran in it, and even if it's Bengals, San Francisco, Cincinnati, you you harken back to the '90s, those two Super Bowls, you get nostalgia. I think the books are in a pretty good position personally. I think any combination of these four will have a really big number. When these games were put in these time slots, I was I was surprised. I was like, who's the A side and who's the B side here? Like, wow, they put the AFC first. I thought Kansas City was the A side. It's not. San Francisco no. and the Rams is the A side of this. What's the better game, right? And I think the prevailing opinion is the Chiefs are gonna kill the Bengals. Yeah. That's the, I, that's the prevailing opinion in the world right now, that that's number seven and a half. Everyone's hammering Kansas City over and over again that, Burrow, this is too much. It's too soon. Not going to happen. You're right. not going to Arrowhead and dethroning Patrick Mahomes. It's true. I mean, but I, this, that San Francisco fan base is enormous, and they bet, and they, I mean, like, that was that was an unbelievable couple of weeks. We had bets, and we had a difference of opinion, West Coast, East Coast. And I think San Fran, despite it being in L.A. and the Rams and everything, I think the San Fran money will make that even more of a disparity, especially if it's Cincinnati. We'll we'll, we'll have a different number in Vegas than the rest of the world. All right, our boy Brad Feinberg is back with another prop of the day from the Given Props podcast. Okay. Find that on brettbetprep.com or where you get your audio podcast. Three and two, opened up three and oh, has missed his last two. He's coming back with Clint Capella for the Hawks up against the Boston Celtics over 10 and a half rebounds at minus 135. Capella was on a minutes restriction. He's coming off of that minutes, minutes restriction coming up here tonight. Boston does have Time Lord underneath, but generally speaking, the Celtics are not a very good rebounding basketball team. And I like the Hawks to win and beat the Celtics relatively easily tonight. Boston has had two incredible games where they've won by 50 and like 30. I think they come down tonight on the road against Atlanta, who generally plays pretty well at home. But how do you feel about Capella going over 10 and a half boards? Wow. Um, that's interesting because he's locked. On, let's see, record 10 plus rebounds is minus, what's his price? Minus 135. Wow. On FanDuel right now to record 10 plus rebounds, he's minus 265. Oh, boy. So wherever who's out that. Um, who's out? That's That's a good number. 10 plus, so he's got to get 11. 
to, for for Brad's. Mm-hmm. Um, geez, coming back off a of minutes restriction, you said. Yeah. And your Celtics are so bad. Yes, but they've been, as I said, really good the last two games. But now it's time to come back to earth. Total in the games two sixteen and a half. Hawks have been playing to the over. All right, we'll go. We'll, we'll go with them. I, I I'd say I'd bet this one before I'd book it. Hawks have covered the last five games, by the way. I know they're starting know. to come around. Five covers, so they're starting to they're starting to play. Yeah. All right, time now for better to book it here Do on it. a Friday tonight in the NBA. Ooh. Memphis and Ja up against Utah. No Gobert, no Mitchell playing tonight for those two teams. Utah on the road has been a bad team so far. They got beat last couple of games. Memphis is playing better at home. I'm laying two and a half. I got a little CLV on this. Guys at WinBet last night put up the two and a half. Most were at three, but they opened two and a half. We betting or booking Memphis and Ja at home tonight against Utah. It's five and a half right now. I like what you're doing. I see how you're working. That's good. We're betting this thing. Crazy. Wow. It's five and a half now. It's five and a half. Yeah. Wow. That's it's amazing just, move. Yeah. This is a big CLV uh, opportunity for the CLV society. Jeez. Three point. I got a possession extra. Yikes. All but right. The, but the number was light. This is, this is, you got to put this thing four. like the yeah. opening numbers, two buckets minimum Memphis at home, Utah depleted. I mean, did you watch the game against Phoenix the other night? That's why I bet it. Of course, it's why it's why I bet it. I watched the whole thing and I went exactly. They're in trouble on the road against Memphis. Those they need those guys back. They got no rim protection whatsoever. And now it's Jaw, right? Now it's and Memphis is looking to take it to the hole. And if you even try to, you know, compact, they just kick it out. They hit threes. I mean, their offense gels. If they don't have somebody to prevent them from going to the basket, Memphis is going to get a lot of easy buckets. They're winning this game tonight. Very nice. Number two, our UNLV running Rebels are on the road against Colorado State here tonight. Total 141 and a half. CSU, Colorado State has been an absolute under machine. We talked about Boise and Fresno State. I don't know what's with these unders here for the Mountain West Conference, but we have a 11 and 5 mark for CSU to the under this year. They are 6 and 1 to the under in Mountain West games. They are 9 and 1 to the under over their last 10. And I just watched UNLV play Fresno State a couple of weeks ago. They can't score on you, Dave. They are off. Hey, I can play defense. I think hey, they, UNLV does not have any offense. What to speak of the lines, 12 and a half. I do like CSU to cover the line. I think it might be 14. Now it's, it's climbing. What is it now? It's 15 and a half. 15 and a half. Now it was 12 and a half last night. I liked it at 12 and a half last night, but I'm going under here under 141 and a half for CSU UNLV betting it or booking it. Should we, should we maybe attack the UNLV team total? Um, that too, well, but yeah. a lot of times college basketball team totals aren't put up all that often. Yeah, they put everything up at the Fanduel one. I haven't. Looked, yeah, I mean, okay, East Coast um, books, Vegas books don't normally put UNLV yeah, team no, totals. Yeah, no, no, and, and believe me, you don't want to put up any totals on a UNLV game because there are <laughs> people that know or in town. They're like, yeah, just bet the under, just bet the yeah. under, and score <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, how does this thing go over? Colorado State has to put up ninety. Yeah, you mean, Colorado State got to put up a big number. Yeah, I mean to cover their number, to cover their line too. I mean they they scored 77, 73, 80, 78, 77, 49, 
67, 66. You know, this is just what they do right. scoring wise. I mean, they just don't, well, they don't score, but you can't score on them. Correct. That's so, I mean, I, I need to know. So you ran the numbers down. I need to know if they've capable of putting up a 90 spot. I don't think they are even in a blowout. Yeah. I think it's um, 70, 55 is the way I kind of, I looked at it. I like 12 and a half right. and, and now 15, 15 is the number. I, I like 15. Okay. 15 is the right number. 12 and a half would, I would have laid it, but. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll go under. I mean, I think this is going to get into one thirties though. Like we this is not going to be in the one twenties. We're going to have to sweat this a little bit, okay. um, but under, under sounds good. So last Friday I hit my weekly parlay. Love it. So just throw it out there. It's a, it's a plus 600 parlay. If you want to go into it. So I'm riding the streak with the suns tonight. All right. I'm laying the eight and a half points. Hawks against the Celtics laying the two. Okay. And then I'm going under Memphis. 226 with Utah. Ooh. I know Memphis is scary. Ooh. I get it. Why Because Utah, Utah doesn't score. They have not been scoring without Gobert and without Mitchell. They don't score. Crazy. The board just lit up right now. Utah <laughs> now plus five immediately across my line screen. Five, 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 five. <laughs> Somehow somebody bet it somewhere. Everybody's moved or everybody bet it everywhere at the same time, which again might be possible, might not. I don't know. Yeah, it's but, possible. <laughs> yeah. Um Memphis is now minus five. The total's two twenty. I can't believe you put the Memphis total on there. All these games you picked that one. That is scary. Um ay, ay, ay. I don't like that total. That's the one that's sticking out to me. I, I yeah, don't like the but I like, I mean, Phoenix. You continue the to number, to just so you know, for the numbers for Utah, uh, on the road, they're, they're 13, 10, and 1 to the under. Okay. Utah, Utah has gone under five of the last six games. Right. All the Gobert and Mitchell games without them have gone under, except the Phoenix game la- uh, on the road at Phoenix, where it went over by three and a half points. But that was more because of Phoenix, not because of Utah. So they're scoring 97, 92, 111, 111, 95. Their game against the Lakers was 230 and a half. They scored 95, gave up 101. It went under by 34 Boy, and a half. Yeah. 34 and a half points. I just don't think they I don't think they want to run or play up tempo and allow Ja to go crazy. I think they'll bleed the clock, bleed the shot clock, try to play a low scoring, tight game. Oh, only way sense. Utah only way Utah can survive on the road is not allowing Memphis to go crazy up and down. Right. I'd still book it. I just I'm, okay. I'm, I'm hesitant with the total. I think the Hawks definitely beat the Celtics. Yes. The Suns numbers that eight and a half number just tough, a little scary. That Nine one might, last night, eight and a half now. It's come down, right? Uh, that one may be a little but bit. The Timberwolves last night were great for a half and then faded, and then brutally. and then exactly, and that that may happen again today. Like right. that might be a Minnesota T Wolves first half play, and then a Phoenix second half play. That one may run it out that way. Makes you may sense. get a much cheaper number than eight right. and a half. On Phoenix, you can find them at four, four and a half. That's probably better. Um, the total scares me. Okay. Bengals plus seven and a half. Betting it or booking it. What do you think? 
I mean, I don't know. What do you think? What do you, what do you mean? Oh, you're going. Is this because you like Joe Burrow or you actually think they're live to cover? Saw my picture this morning with Ken, though. I think they're live to cover. I think they're, I mean, I think this is going to be one of them games where they trade scores. The last team with the ball wins, and it could be Kansas City. And I mean, the storyline should be Kansas City, but I, I think Burrow and, and the Bengals are going to give them everything they got. I, I, I think it's a cover. And I don't think it's that easy, you know, where mm-hmm. it's just Kansas City's just. 31-14, I keep hearing. Oh, they could blow them out. Why? What are they going to do to blow them out? Are they going to stop them? Joe is going to. So. They Joe's think so. They think so. Yeah, they think that the they're buying the chief defense, and I'm not. I'm not buying the chief defense. And I just, I I think what the Bengals. have you seen to do that? Right. I, I well, haven't seen early it. Early in the year. I mean, you've seen it earlier in the year, but against elite offenses and elite quarterback play, I don't believe the, that the Chiefs are going to be able to stop this offense. I just don't think no. they can cover three wide receivers and a quarterback and you can sack him as many times as you want. I don't exactly. think it matters. If you complete the ball 15 yards every single time, it doesn't matter if it's second and 13 every time. Like it doesn't matter. They're going to convert and move the chains because they're converting down the field for such big plays that second and long and third and long, it doesn't matter. Well, so, well I mean, hold on. I don't want to see him get sacked nine times again. It, it could happen again. It ha- they won a game with him being sacked nine times. Yeah. They already won a game. Tannehill threw a couple picks and kept him in the game. I want to keep Joe B up on his feet as much as possible. Of course you want to do that. I'm just I'm saying not- if – look, I mean, the, the Titans' defensive line is better than the Chiefs' defensive line, okay? Their pass rush is Fair. better. Fair. But I would say the Chiefs' secondary is better – with, especially with Matthew playing is better than the Titan secondary. So Titan secondary is historically bad. I mean, they're really, really bad. Chiefs aren't that bad, but I do think there's going to be big matchup, matchup mismatches all over the field. And, and I also think that they'll make some corrections to get the ball out quicker. So Joe's not back there getting hit. So I, I do think the Bengals are going to make some adjustments and have plays in there in case they are getting blitzed to move the ball get it out quick, get it to mix in, get slants to chase. I mean, look at the biggest completion at chase was a screen pass. Yep. Cornerback dove, missed him, and zoop, 60 yards down the field for chase. So plays like that can happen again. we saw one, I mean, Gabriel Davis took that guy's jock off and dropped it on his head. So, I mean, so like chase, we know these cornerbacks can be got and chase may be the dude to do it. And I wouldn't sleep on Higgins and I wouldn't sleep on Boyd either, though. I mean, those two dudes are good ball. So I just think the receiving core, A.J. Brown for the Titans couldn't get loose. He got loose a couple times deep, but he needed Julio Jones to be a bigger factor and he wasn't. That's not the problem for the Bengals. (laughs) If if you're going to cover one guy, they got somebody else to throw to. So, yeah, Boyd, he could have a Higgins could have a big game. So I'm taking the points plus seven and a half. Yep. Last play. All right. Niners plus three and a half. I wore the hat all show. Told Kendall I would wear the hat. So I got to put it back on. I was going to wear this one. And then I said, I can't. This is this is the Chiefs. Version. Oh, that's sharp. I like that one. I, that's a sharp hat. So that's pretty nice, right? You like the flat, the flat brim though, huh? Yeah, the kids like it. So I got to. I the gotta kids like it. And, and that's what the kids like it. Do you like the flat brim? Listen, I've always liked the flat brim. When I was nine years old, Right, I got drafted to the A's. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, and I love the green and gold. My coach took my hat and folded it in half so it would be bent. Okay, I was mad at him all season. We ended up winning a championship, 
and he wore it like a big, it was like a big C. And since then, I've worn my hat like CC Sabathia flat, just like you, just like you. And you have the bend, baby. You gotta have the Coach bend. K, his, his, his name was Coach K, and he bent that thing. I was mad at him all season. We went 14 and two, we won a Ooh. championship. Wow. And to that day, I said, I'm never bending the brim of a hat again. Now, I used to curl it a little bit, mm-hmm. but like my wife, Jessica, she loves the bend. And of course, and of course. And everybody over 40 is like, what are you doing with that flat brim hat? But I go and talk to these kids and stuff. They're like, dude, you look great in that flat brim. So I keep it that way. Yes. I like the backwards hat flat brim. Like if I'm wearing a flat, flat brim hat, I wear it backwards. Oh, yeah. No, that works. I like too. that. That I like that. But you can't see the logo, but these hats now they have logos on the, on back. the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold, I can't wear the flat. They're the, the adjustable ones. Well, also, these these now also have the have the team name on the back of the, you know. Oh, they're so, unbelievable! But like, so you got the like a lot of these hats. Yeah, they got the stitch names. Look at that Bengals hat. I mean, they say the team name. Nice. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's gorgeous. Flex Niners are covering the spread. Let's flex it. fit. Covered. I, I just think in this type of game, give me the points. I, I think I, I can't figure out who to win, who's going to win. I think the Rams, I think it could be backdoor. It could be, but these teams know each other really well. I, I mean, I think Matthew Stafford throws a pick. I think there's a play, a WTF throw is happening. I think Garoppolo's being completely disrespected. I like his overpassing 225. I think Debo Samuel is going to catch the ball. I think they're going to have, I think Kittle could be a monster in this game. Kittle's going to be has, a monster. I agree. He hasn't I, been a monster yet. He hasn't, no. Kittle has not been a monster yet in these playoffs. I think Kittle's going to be a monster in this game. He's going to have to be, right? Because he's yeah. going to be under pressure. He's going to have to get those short routes, that safety net thing over the middle, just drop it in over the pressure. Um, safe passes. He's got to do the safe passes. You know, they got to get Debo the ball, obviously, as much as possible. But those those um, emergency plays, those those pressure plays, it's Kittle. Mm. It's Kittle. It's it, Kittle. His reception prop over. I think his yardage prop over. And yes, will we catch a touchdown? Yes. Wow. So you're like, yeah. you're like both both football bets, both dogs. You you agree. All right. I yeah. like it. Okay. I can't help it. Favorite thing about today. Oh, man. It's easy for me. For you. It's simple. Oh, yeah. January 28th, eight years ago, um, Kendall was born. And... Um, very it was cool. one of those where, you know, my two older ones, Kylie and Kelsey, I mean, they're now 18 and 16, thought we were done. And we weren't done. And my dad had just passed not long before that, and we found out we were pregnant. I still am not sure how it happened. I mean, I know physically how it happened, I guess, but I don't know how it happened. And right. they told me they were going to be a dad, and I'm going to be that old man dad. And couldn't believe it. And then, you know, she was born. We spent the whole night at the hospital. She was born at 3.47 a.m. We had watched games all night before that. And it was like, I remember the day we went to the hospital. There was a Big East basketball game on. And Jessica said, I think it's time. I said, can we wait another minute and a half? I want to see how this game ends. And she goes, (laughs) she goes, it's the third kid. It might happen right now. Let's go. True. That's true. And I was like, "Um, okay. That's that's fine. I'll check the score later. Let's go pack. You know, we were we were veterans by that point. It was like, just get the right. hospital. I knew the kid wasn't coming out. We could have waited to see if Pitt won. They did cover, <laughs> by the way. I was watching the game. Anyhow, this kid shows up and um, changed all of our lives. And, um, you know, 
Today is a, is a big day in the house. We got, you know, oldest one, Kylie. He's got the games at CSN. So I'm going to go there, spend some time there. Middle one, Kelsey, is quarterback in a game after school today. So she's cool. got a game at 3 o'clock. And then it's Kendall's birthday. So I can't be in all them places at once. So, of course, the middle kid already told me, I know you're not coming to my football game. Aww. You know, because she's the middle kid. So she's always the one that suffers. So we're going to the softball games. Then we're going to try to maybe swing by and catch yeah. a first. Listen, they're minus 35 against the team they're playing. I told I told Kels this morning. Like, the other team's not going to score. You guys are minus 35. I'll come to the game that's more competitive. And then we do a thing in the house where we go out to dinner. And whoever's birthday it is on their birthday gets to pick where we go. Real quick. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I thought you might want to know this. What? Your GM is stepping down. I just saw that. That's good. It's time. Everybody's leaving. You might be right about this Tomlin thing. He might be gone. I don't know. Continue. Sorry. So so the tradition in the house is you get to pick where you want to go to dinner on your birthday. And nobody can say a word. So we do this every, you know, if it's now. I like that tradition. That's nice. Yeah. So we'll be at Grimaldi's eating pizza. She already told me this morning. Good choice. Good choice. She goes, she goes. I'll, I'll take the pictures with you. And I posted them this morning on Twitter. So I'll take the pictures with you. But if I win, we're going to Grimaldi's, right? I said, it's your birthday. You get to pick dinner. She goes, oh, so we're going to Grimaldi's tonight. And if I win the parlay on Sunday. So I'm like, wow. Okay, deal. I mean, you got to twist my arm to go to Grimaldi's Pizza? No. Good place. Yeah. That's where we'll good, be tonight. So food. that's my favorite thing about today. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, for me, today, um, that video I sent you was was like a breakthrough for me. Watching myself box yesterday was a real nice little kick in the tail. So I I, I have kind of a different mindset. I, I it's weird. Boxing is more mental than I ever dreamt it yep. to be. Yep. And it's such a it's slowing down. It was my second time sparring yesterday. So for the first time, I actually saw the guy I was sparring with. The first time, all I saw was hands. Yeah. I just I just everything was fast. I just saw hands. I didn't see anything else. So now I saw that I actually saw the person I was sparring. But after, but we didn't tape the first one. We taped the second one. And I was like, wow. Cause I'm so I'm so concerned about like 18 different things. Like I'm I'm so far in my head yep. that like I just have to go and like just do it. And now I like I have that like mental I needed that that moment. So I woke up this morning like raring to go. Like I I am like on a like a a, a mental switch got thrown. Yep. <laughs> and like I'm like go it's go it, it's i'm a month away from the fight but it was a really nice eye-opening situation of like i'm going to do this i've got to do this like i can't go halfway on this i can't tiptoe into this i can't you know half go at it i have to just do it because like my my coach was like what's going on like what are you what are you holding back from you're constantly holding back and like when you watch the sparring and nobody will see it, i sent it to you but very few people will ever see the sparring you just see openings that i just choke on like i just i don't i don't come through and follow through i don't throw it i don't go at it and like we're watching it together and he's like why and i was like you're worried of what's going to come back right i'm like yeah he's like you can't worry about that he's like you just have to throw it and like you have to see what happens afterwards but you got to just let it go let your hands go and that was really like yeah i got i I woke up to the rocky music in my head this morning 
it's a metaphor for life, is it not? Yeah, it really is. It's so true. It's a metaphor for life. You just got to stop worrying and just go for it. And whatever yeah. happens comes at you, you, you're strong enough to take. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tremendous tool that we didn't use growing up. We didn't video. Yeah. Nobody had video. But right. like now with our phones, everything that I'm trying to explain to the kids when I'm coaching them, I just record them and say, here, you look at it. You tell me what right. you see. Because this is what I'm seeing. You know, yep. and 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 then you see it now, and oh. you're like, you didn't see any of it while you were doing it, right? Well, no, I mean, I didn't see. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I right. felt it a little bit yeah. because, like, I'm still very concerned about like getting tired in the ring is like the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> so the ability to 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 like, I'm going three rounds, and I know the third round's gonna suck, so I try to conserve. A little bit here, yeah. a little bit here no to get more. to the third round where I'm not going to be as bad, but you just have to like, you know, one of the coaches was like, here's the deal, man. You're going to be tired. Just deal with being tired. <laughs> just deal with it. I like, told the kids last night at practice, I said, hey, we had three games Saturday. I'm coaching three games Saturday night, five, six, 40 and eight. It's going to be cold. Two of the kids aren't coming. You're going to be tired by the third game. And I don't know what's going to happen. This is the last time we talk about it. When we get there on Saturday, we already know all this stuff. You got to know it. Like, that's it. It's you're, you're, you're getting the coaching. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. This is awesome. I've got, I mean, the coaches I've got at DLX boxing here in Vegas, it's, I'm really lucky because I've, I've got just incredible, I mean, these are professional coaches they, they're training professional fighters. So like, I'm getting a chance to like, they can look at what I'm doing and they can come at me and, and, and they know this is like a life accomplishment thing. Like they know there's no, like, I'm not trying to do anything. So they're more, I think they're more open to like, give me advice because they know it's not like I'm never going to be a, anything in this, but like, they'll come to me and be like, Hey, like I was just watching this. Like, do you mind if I teach you? I'm like, yeah, tell me. And I just want to absorb right. as much as possible. And it also helps their students too, or their, or the people that they're training because it's like another person that, they watch them tell me and helps to go, okay, it helps them in this whole process. Yes. So it, it, it's a whole symbiotic relationship as everyone's trying to train and work. And, you know, the kid I'm working with is a, is a 25 year old. I outweigh him by like 40 pounds. And, but like, it's perfect because he wants to work against someone larger than him because he ever gets people that are bigger than him when he's fighting. And so it's like a nice working relationship and he's not trying to hurt me or anything. And he could go destroy me if he wanted to right but he's you know he's he wants to he's working with me because he wants to get some movement like for him it's like nothing like he's like chipper and like let's go 12 more rounds and i'm like oh my god i'm gonna die <laughs> so like that th th that's that's the fun you know the the most the most incredible thing about this whole experience is you know i tell anyone this like you have to be willing to be the dumbest person in the room because the 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 prog the progress you make and the uh, the accomplishment you feel when you get something or you get better at doing it, it, it's, I, I can't explain. You can't measure it. You can't, I can't measure it. it it's can't. changed me. Boxing in three years has changed my life in so many interesting ways. Yeah. And it's, it could have been anything. I, I mean, it could have been anything that I decided to go and do, but like this has just been, it's opened up doors that I have always thought were closed. And now right. they're, I'm opening them back up again. And like, where your brain goes when you're so tired 
and you don't know what to do in like the fight or flight. Like for the first time sparring halfway through the third round, I felt the first fight or flight. And and it's like David Goggins, who, who can't hurt me. The book that started all of this for me was in my head because I wanted to stop. My brain said, what are we doing? I was exhausted. I was tired. I was against the ropes. I was getting pounded. And my brain said, what are we doing this for? And it was an awesome click of like, this is why we're doing this because that, that, that sabotage, that betrayal that your brain will go into mm-hmm. that it'll ask you or tell you to take the easy way out, go down, just go down. And I was, and I had to fight my way through that. And just, I, I got out off the, off the ring, off the, off the ropes and was, was exhausted, but <laughs> I, I, I opened that got to that point. I have right. to get to that point consistently and being able to overcome that because in the fight, it's going to be 10 times that. I oh, mean, it's going to be the happen, adrenaline dump and happen every 30 seconds. Like yeah, it's going to be multiple times yeah, in a round. That's getting oh, caught and getting hit full yeah. fledged and like, you know, seeing stars and everything is going to happen in the fight. So like it, it's it's just it's just a really interesting way at 44 for me. The rewards I'm getting from this has been I can't even like measure begin. Yeah. I mean, forget the money. Like it's worth five times what I'm spending Easy. to go ahead and, and do this and, and be trained in this way. And, you know, it's a, it's a three year apex that will come on February 26th and 27th. We'll get to the top and we'll, and we'll, after we're there, we'll see what happens after that. I may, that might be it. And I may feel accomplished and be able to put it down. It'd be hard to replace. I'm telling you right now. True. But I have other things. I mean, I, I, I've told you, I have other things I want to do that are very similar. I, I want to go back. To, to zero and start yep. all over again and keep on doing it and, and keep myself mentally sharp and learning and, and things I've never had the chance to do, I can do now. So, but I may keep doing it. I mean, physically, I may just do the boxing without actually like fighting. I may yeah. just do it from like a physical ex- exercise than, than, than doing this. But so, yeah, so that was today was, I feel like today's day one on a, on a I, I, I woke up, I woke up new today. I was like, Oh, <laughs> like let's get out <laughs> of bed. Week we'll feel the same way as you get another week yeah. in and get another, you know, the coaches sound like great dudes that are just challenging yeah. you and teaching yeah. you and open to that's, that's awesome. That's exactly what I'm trying to do every day with these kids. And yeah. you know, once they, once it clicks, man, nothing can stop you. Uh, Vince, happy birthday. He shares the birthday with your daughter. It's his, it's his birthday too. So I want to get that in before we run here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Best of luck on the wagers and the bets. You guys can follow us at sports BK consig at sports talk, Matt at Boston versus the book are the three accounts for the show. We'll be obviously watching the games, obviously tweeting about the games, uh, breaking them down, making bets, live bets and everything else happening coming up here. Hopefully we're in for as good of a game as we saw with Buffalo and KC. Maybe. Hopefully it's not another one of the stink fest, boring blowout type performances. Mm. Joe Burrow, don't let me down. (laughs) Subscribe to the podcast where you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the Props YouTube video, uh, YouTube channel as well. We're back on Monday. Have a great weekend. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Let's hope the bets cash. (laughs) 